How's it going? This is Edgar Otraves, and welcome to another episode of the Flow World Podcast. Now, today on the show, my co-host is Cousin Primo, and we'll be doing a review of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Directed by Peyton Reed, written by Jeff Loveness, and it stars Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly, Michael Douglas, Michelle Pfeiffer, Jonathan Majors, and Catherine Newton. Now, if you're new to the show, make sure you head on over to our website, theflowrollpodcast.com. There you'll find everything you need to know about us and a complete catalog of all our episodes. But I also have playlists that group episodes of certain themes that I like doing. So, for example, we do movie reviews. You'll be able to find the movie review playlist on our website. But I also have a playlist for jujitsu instructors that I've interviewed for the show. And I also have a combat sports playlist. So make sure you go over there and check it out. Just so you know, this is going to be a review and we're going to go through heavy spoilers on this one. So if you haven't watched Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, make sure you check that out first. Or if you don't care, go ahead and continue listening. So you've been warned. Now, without further ado, on with the show. Welcome to another episode of the Floral Podcast. I am Edgar Otraves. Otraves. What's up? What's up, brother? And so today on the show, my co-host is Cousin Primo. How you doing, Cousin Primo? I'm all right, brother. Primo's in the house. What's up, brother? So mm-hmm. the topic of conversation today is we're going to be doing a review of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Quantumania is directed by Peyton Reed, writers Jeff Loveness, stars Paul Rudd, and Angeline Lilly, Michael Douglas, Michelle Pfeiffer, Jonathan Majors, and Catherine Newton. And, you know, special appearance by Bill Murray, of course. Mm-hmm. So, right off the top, did you like it? Did you hate it? What do you think of it? Okay, honestly, at one point, I was falling asleep. Damn. But once the explanation was out of the way, I couldn't stop paying attention. There was quite a bit of uh, exposition. Right. Yeah. There was there was a lot of, you know, this is this and that's that. And, yeah. Right. And I was like, yeah, let's get to the good part. Yeah. Get big. You know? <laughs> there, there was a lot of exposition and that's, that was kind of tough on the movie. Right. Um, that's a good point. I, I didn't realize it because I I like the movie. I enjoyed the movie, uh, mm-hmm. but it's not the strongest of even the Ant Man series. I thought I thought the first Ant Man was great. I thought the second one was pretty good too. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one is probably in my in my opinion probably the weakest of the three movies, and probably right. one of the weakest movies in the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. But it's also a key movie. Well, I don't want to jump to the end, but yes, mm-hmm. I feel like the end credits were more important than the actual movie itself. True. But maybe I'm wrong. Here, let's get started. So right from the get, uh, we got Scott Lang, who's played by Paul Rudd. Love Paul Rudd. I think he's great. I, I love the yeah. other Ant-Man movies. But, he, you know, he's he's become a little bit of a local hero, right? He's walking around. He's got he's got a book out. He's got a book on tape. And he's writing that fame a little bit, right? Right. He seems to be kind of not doing much other than that. He's kind of happy with his status and privilege almost, but it doesn't seem to want to do anything else with it. Where his daughter is trying to affect change. She feels that there's people that need her help and she wants to be a hero. She wants to continue being a hero. Whereas Paul Rudd's character is leaning back 
and trying to enjoy not only being a father, but also his fame. He's kind of enjoying being a public figure. So he's walking around, he's getting, you know, as you see in the trailers, you see, oh, and just so you know, we're about to hit spoilers. So let me get that out of the way. But, but yes, so he's enjoying his fame. He's going to the coffee house. People know who he is, but might mistaken him because he's popular, but not, not the most popular guy, you know, because mm-hmm. he's getting right. confused with Spider-Man and whatnot. So people are recognizing him as an Avenger. So he's almost like a movie star. I want to kind of equate it almost to like a UFC star, you know, right. some of the UFC stars. These are people that we see on TV, mm-hmm. right? And they're, and they're famous, but you can still like possibly walk into a gym and see them. Right. Right. And maybe even train with them, you know, depending where you're at and what gym it is, et cetera. Cause I mean, some gyms are closed off, but whatever, but like, you know, the possibility of running into these people and they're famous, but they're living almost regular lives cause they don't make movie star money, which is kind of the same issue with being an Avenger. They don't get paid to be an Avenger. They're just Avengers cause they want to be. So Paul Rudd is just walking around like a normal guy, but he's a super popular guy. And people are stopping him and they're talking to him and whatnot. And so he's having, he's really enjoying his fame. But uh, things start kind of picking up when they go have a dinner at the Van Dyke and Pym House or Van Dyne and, and Pym House. And Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne, Michelle Pfeiffer and Michael Douglas, they have almost taken on like a grandfather role, right? They're sitting there and they're, you know, being grandparents almost. But then they're having these conversations about, you know, where Casey Lang has been learning stuff about the quantum realm. She's been experimenting. And so he's like, what's going on? Why are you guys doing this? He's like worried that she's going to start being a superhero, which kind of like he doesn't want, which is almost like, again, I want to equate it to being a fighter or a UFC guy because um, you, you want your kids to have some of the things that you want to do. So like that you did, like, for example, if, if that was my situation, I would like it if my kids learned how to fight, I don't want them fighting, you know? Right. And this is the case with Casey Lang. Uh, Scott Lang is a superhero, but he doesn't want his daughter to be a superhero. He wants his daughter to be safe. So he might give her equipment and stuff to keep her safe, but he doesn't want her fighting crime, you know? So then they figure out that she's messing around with quantum realm, stuff and michelle pfeiffer jenna van dyme she's like what are you doing they're in this room where she's been testing stuff and casey lang or cassie lang turns on some machine and is sending a signal down in there into the Mm -hmm. quantum realm and michelle pfeiffer or jenna van dyme is like please stop doing that turn that off obviously van dyne knows something about this they turned it off but then it kicked back on and sucked everybody into the quantum realm and yeah so you get into the quantum realm man and it's all kinds of wackiness right so they're walking around to see all these like weird shapes and some of these things are monsters Mm -hmm. and they get separated so cassie lang and paul rudd or scott lang end up together separate from the rest of the group in the quantum realm right i can't remember hope van dyne ended up with her parents right as they were falling through to the quantum realm Mm -hmm. she activated her suit and flew and captured both her dad and her mom and flew into it faster. Yes. So they hit the ground. They they hit the ground somewhere else. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. And I wanted to tell you something like the, that realm to me looks like solid space. 
solid space so you mean like it's space but like the mat there's masses that look like space everywhere yeah like things are floating Mm -hmm. things are like it it looks like like a body like you know or like um like cells in a body yeah i see what you're saying Yeah, exactly yeah exactly yeah i got that sense too it makes sense i mean like you know you're you're dealing with like a a, you know sub microscopic realm right like right that that's what they were going for eventually they all meet like these people they're all kinds of weird shapes and there's like a broccoli guy and uh, <laughs> a guy who's got like a laser for a head and or a laser gun i should say for his head, uh-huh. for head. and then there's like an amoeba shaped character which was odd at least paul rudd's character runs into jantora who's played by katie m o'brien who is like this Jack girl, but she was like some kind of princess, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was, I was a little confused with that whole like situation. She takes them in. They're not prisoners exactly, mm-hmm. but they're not like, but they're kind of not, you know, like they are and they're not. Well, let's get to the point where they meet these people. Yeah, okay. Yeah. The thing was that when they landed, they were attacked by a sun type organism yes scott lang got big and like threw him away a bigger creature ate that okay that was making his way toward both of them as they're running away the character with the laser laser gun for a head blasts this creature Mm -hmm. and blows up yeah okay and then they're captured at that point yeah, and that's, so what, that's the part where I'm like, are they captured? Are they not captured? Because they're not, they're not exactly friendly, but they, they don't seem to be like, okay, you're under arrest. You know what I'm saying? Right. So they well, take them back to that, to that living building. Right. right, which happens to be like their rebellion. Mm. Where they're like freedom fighters. From what? We'll get into it later. But right now, they're, they're like, they can't understand them, right? That's right, that's right. So they give them this red ooze first of all scott and his daughter are are, are separated so mm-hmm. the daughter is the first one to take it and she has like drool all over her mouth and tells her dad drink the ooze and he's like what no you know so yeah. that point there they give him the ooze and once he takes the ooze he starts understanding what they're saying yeah right so the ooze it's like a universal translator yeah yeah you know we gotta drink it and it first of all, it so comes weird out, and it comes from that little red dude who keeps who was obsessed with holes yeah his name was veb veb right veb yeah. who was played by david oh man i know i'm gonna get this name right yeah <laughs> wrong i mean david that's i can't even <laughs> say it <wrong. laughs> that's that's Malchian. okay it's foreign Okay, I, I just dude's don't not know foreign it. though, man. That dude's not. I don't. I, I think. I think he's. I'm pretty sure he's an American. No, I mean I understand that, but the last name is like it's foreign to me. It's it's okay. the, he's the he's the guy who actually. I mean they re, they recasted this guy so that he could be in this in the in the movie. I mean uh, uh-huh. that's Melchi and he's polka dot man. Right, well, that's who he is. Right, but I yeah. still can't pronounce this. <laughs> yeah, he's also the. But in in the Ant Man series, he's the guy who was like the the Baba Yaga. Remember, he would be like, "Oh, yeah. Baba Yaga," you know. Right. And so, like, he's part of the 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 crew that helps Scott Lang steal stuff. Right, right, right. He sure is. Yeah. So but that's who that, 
But yeah, but here he's Veb. He's he's like this amoeba like thing. And he gives them part of himself so that they can understand them. That's weird. But it's, it's gross. I thought that was interesting. I thought that was fun. Mm-hmm. You know? So yeah, yeah. And, now, and then he starts understanding them. And mm-hmm. then uh William Jacks Jackson Harbor Harper, who plays Quaz, William Jackson Harper, you would know him if you watched um the good place right he's he's in that but he's a mind reader in the movie and so then he starts making all these weird jokes about like yeah i'm a mind reader and i wish i wasn't because mm-hmm. people are filthy right. <laughs> people are nasty like he, can't, he, like he can't shut it off yeah he can't he like, can't, he shut, can't it, shut it off he, yeah and and he knows what he's people like, think He's like, stop that. He's like, no, stop thinking about that. And I'm, like, yeah. I'm trying to. I'm like, don't stop. You're not really trying. Stop. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that was funny. So at this point of the movie, this is where I kind of got uh, a little distracted. We went to a place where they serve food. And sometimes right. I wish I, I didn't go to one of these places, but I took the kids with me. And, you know, you want to make the experience, you know, uh, entertaining for everybody. So right. they got food that I didn't want. And so I had to go deal with that. So I missed a piece of this. So mm-hmm. uh, can you fill us in what happened exactly here? Well, at this time, they switched to the other three people who fell down, who actually came down with them, which was uh, Janet Van Dyke, Dr. Hank Pym, and Hope. Yeah. They run and hide because for some reason they're being scanned. Someone's looking for them down there, right? And you see them, you see like a, a caravan, right? A caravan and... Janet Van Dyne is standing in the middle. So then all of a sudden, these guys start coming around them. They're racing like, hey, they're about to capture them, right? The leader of this uh, caravan comes out and starts fighting her. She literally cuts this guy's arm off and stabs him in the the chest. Uh And then the knife, the hand starts growing, the arm starts growing back and the knife reappears. He starts laughing. She starts laughing. They start hugging each other and they're like, they're old friends. Yeah. Is this how you greet them down here? You know, that's what Hank Pym says. He's like, uh, they can trust us. I'm like, oh, well, I hate to see what happened if you didn't trust you, you know? Mm-hmm. So he gives them clothing, gives them a ride so that they can go meet someone else that can help them find Scott Lang and, and his daughter. At that point, after the incident with the, with the slime, the princess says, doesn't matter who they are, they got to go because they don't know them. Yeah. Scott's trying to say, oh, I'm just trying to get my daughter home. And she says, well, at least you have a home. The conqueror, since you came from up there, he's looking for you. And they go and then they say, who's looking for us? The conqueror. They don't specifically say who. They just say the conqueror. From there, she's like, oh, then we're just trying to find our friend and Janet. And then she goes, Janet, how do you know? How do you know her? And he goes, does everybody know who she is down here? How do you know her? And she goes, she's not supposed to be here. Right. And mm-hmm. that's when they see, well, I'm jumping ahead of myself. There was a scene we needed to see first before okay. that happened. And that was a scene when um, Hank, Hope and Janet go to that bar. She talks to the bartender. They don't understand what she said. And they give them like these little shots of red ooze as well. Oh, and they, so they start understanding as well. Then that's they right. start understanding. So yeah. she goes to like the maitre d' and says, Hey, I need to talk to um, Bill Murray, which is Lord Kryler. 
Right. He says, I need to talk to Kryler. But he goes, Van Dyne, oh, you're alive. We didn't think you were you were still around. And he goes, I need to speak to him. I need to speak to him now. So apparently, as soon as they sit down, boom, the ship shows up. Like, out of nowhere. Like, she was. they were expecting her to be there. Mm-hmm. Right? I thought, I thought they called him, but yeah. He, he comes yeah, no, pretty she, fast. She, they called him. They yeah. called him, and he, like, as soon by the time they sat down, he was already there. Mm-hmm. I sort of like the fact that Bill Murray was in this movie. He's one of those characters like, you know, he just wanted to be in the MCU. You know? Yeah. It's funny because I told my kids, I was like, you know who that is? And I was like, he looks familiar. And I'm like, he's one of the Ghostbusters. And they're like, oh, you know? Uh, <laughs> they're like, that's right. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. That's Peter Venkman. <laughs> Peter Venkman's now in the, U, uh, in the, I was going to say, in the MCU. I was going to say UFC. Uh, well, uh, that'd be a fight to watch. UFC. Yeah. If he's uh, in the UFC, he should be allowed to have his proton pack. No, but, he's uh, going to need Slimer as well. Cause. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so then this this guy, while they're having this conversation, there's a lot of like, I don't know, like, it's not sexual tension, but there was like, obviously, Michelle Pfeiffer's character, Janet, had history with Kryler. And I'm just thinking like, dude, I don't care what world or timeline or universe you're in, that mm-hmm. shit wouldn't happen. <laughs> you no, know? no. There's no way Michelle Pfeiffer, forgive me, Murray, forgive me, Mr. Bill Murray, but Michelle Pfeiffer... I think she's a little out of your league, man. Uh, exactly. Man. But, uh, because you're the only thing that comes close to a human where it counts. Because uh, uh, exactly how he pointed out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and there's some weirdness there. And, and you know, uh, Hank is a little uncomfortable with, with that fact. Yeah. So then uh, eventually, you know, they get to the point and they're like, he double crosses them, right? That gets messed up, right? But then, like, that's when all the shit happens. Like, that's when... right. When Scott Lang gets caught, right? And that's when something happens with Michelle Pfeiffer. What happens then? I forgot. Okay. That's the part where I got up and missed. Bill Murray tells him it's time to go see him. So they're about to go. And Janet and Hope and um, Hank, they all start fighting the guys, the troopers, right? Mm-hmm. So they try to hotwire the ship that Bill Murray was driving where mm-hmm. he showed up on. Everything down there is like organic slime or whatever. Everything, everything is slimy down there, I swear to God. And um, as they're trying to hotwire the ship, Hank is like, he's uh, about to get on the ship and he sees that little critter that Bill Murray ate in a cup. Mm. Okay, so he throws, he kisses it. And it's one of the blue pin particles to expand. He throws it at the creature. The creature grows up to be a huge ass monster. It starts grabbing Bill Murray and is about to eat him. And that's like their distraction. So they can get on the ship and get out of there. Mm -hmm. At the same time, Hope is like shooting every guard that comes in through the door. So that's one of the pieces that I wish they would kind of fix for Scott Lang. Because Hope has has these like laser beams, these stingers, I guess they call them. I forgot what they call them. Scott Lang doesn't have anything like that. The original Ant-Man did have like a a gun, mm. but you know, every, everybody's against guns and everything. So now he doesn't have one. So pretty much he's more of a physical guy, if anything. And yeah, he has the ants. But he's not a strong fighter. You know, it's he's not like Captain America, you know? No, no, no. Nowhere near Captain America. No, nowhere near. Yeah, not even close. Near. Not even, if he's going to fight someone, his best chance is to fight 
not even Rocket, because Rocket will kick his ass. <laughs> <laughs> like, who would be so, a good matchup for him? For him? Yeah. Oh, dude, you're Howard the Duck. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Hank Hank can still like blow himself up, right? Like he'd get real, real huge. Right. And, and step on people. Right. Howard the Duck wouldn't be able to deal with that. Right. But you know, Howard the Duck can, you know, he can bite his his ankles or something. I don't know. Yeah. But um there is some scenes in there where he, he shows his dominance. There's some scenes where he's like he lacks dominance, you know, yeah. in the movie. Yeah. But um, you know, they escape and <laughs> there's like a an awkward moment where they're talking about sex partners and he's like, Go oh, ahead. Well, it was this one girl and blah, blah, blah. And then You're she's talking like, about Hank and, and uh Janet. Because they're flying around in this ship getting away from whatever just happened at the bar. Right. And then she was like, Well, I had needs. And he was like, I had needs too. I had this girl. And I'm like, I like it think was like Hank, bro. You didn't Shut have up. anybody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was just like, come on, Shut bro. Up. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. You know, then, you know, you you know you didn't get nothing. Like, come on. Right. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, she wasn't you, babe. I'm like, what was wrong? It wasn't you, babe. Whatever. Whatever, Whatever man. <laughs> I, I ain't buying it. But whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, say what <laughs> say whatever you gotta say to make yeah. yourself feel better. You know? Right. There let's go back to the camp. Again, uh, Ant Man and Casey Lang. Right. They they get they get captured by Modoc. Okay. And Modoc yeah. is supposed to be like this ultimate hunter killer, right? Mm-hmm. He goes he goes to where the ref, the rebellion is and pretty much wipes out everybody. And they captured uh, Ant Man and his daughter. And they they find out that Modoc is actually Darren Cross. So his his na- his character's name, the Yellow Jacket character, was Darren Cross. Mm-hmm. But his his real life name, the name of the actor, is Corey Stoll. And who's Mark Wyman then? On set, Modoc. Yeah. So that guy is probably just like the green screen guy. Because oh, he, okay. he also plays a patrol police officer. Right. So that's why I thought that was. Okay. No, we're, we're talking about Mo, the real Modoc is Corey Stoll. Hmm. All right. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So Corey Stoll, Corey Stoll shows up, and then what? They they're both confused that he's even still alive. Yeah. Right. But then when they're captured, he goes to the cell just to rub it in their faces. Oh, you thought I was dead? Blah blah blah. You know, you took everything away from me. Now I'm gonna take everything from you they see a figure come into the cell, which happens to be the Conqueror, who we all know is Kang the Conqueror, who was played by... Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Majors, which, by the way, is a real good actor. I liked him in this movie. I liked him. I liked him a lot. I also liked him in Loki. You know, he played a real good character there. And like I said, we'll we'll break down everything about him in a little bit yeah but that guy there she tells him like um i know who you are and i need your help and then he goes what's that and he's telling this to ant-man by the way he's telling him that i need you i hear you're a thief i need you to steal something for me and he goes i don't think i'm gonna steal anything for you and that's when he like slams him into the ring into the cell and says he goes i'm an avenger and he goes oh i've killed i've killed plenty he pretty much said that. No, he said, you're an Avenger. Have I killed you? 
I, I don't think he remembers even killing him. At the end of that little conversation, when he threatened his daughter, he's like, either you, either you get this for me or I kill your daughter. Yeah. First of all, this guy's loaded with power. Okay. But what you guys don't know is this guy has none. All his power comes from that suit. Yeah. Right. So all from that suit. From, from that suit. Yeah. He's, so, he's, a, he's like a, he's like a super iron man. Pretty much. So um, he tells him, okay, I'll, I'll get you what you want. What do you want? So apparently he tells him about this supposedly battery. Yeah. That blow has expanded. So he needs to, to shrink back down. But they tell him it's going to be a hard way for you to get down there to get it. You got to shrink yourself, super shrink yourself all the way down and shrink it from there, from a subatomic level, which is crazy because they're already a subatomic. So you're going to go beyond that to to make the to make that battery or that cell shrink. While that's happening, Hank and Hope get the story from Janet what she's so afraid of down here. Well, that I think that happened like the moment, like the backstory happened immediately when, when both Janet and Hope and Hank landed in the quantum realm. We got the backstory. We got an introduction to who Kang was. Mm-hmm. And in that backstory, we realized that Kang wasn't a nice person. He was like, mm-hmm. uh, eventually what happened was uh, they, they figured out that the battery was drained and then Janet with her science helped Kang figure out how to recharge the battery. It took him a while, but they figured a way to like recharge the battery and then get that ship to work, which is like some kind of weird chair. And so then when she put the battery together onto the ship, she touched it and something about the battery is hooked into Kang's memory. Mm-hmm. And then when she touched it, all those memories flowed into her and she immediately knew who Kang really was. She realized that this guy has been destroying timelines for a while and that he's essentially a monster, right? So they have like a falling out and it was like a really kind of sad falling out because there was emotion there. He had grown attached to Janet to a certain extent and promised that he would leave her realm alone. All she had to do was comply and give him back the battery. Instead, she took it, she ran, and she took that battery, that cell battery, stuck uh, some some pin particles on it, mm-hmm. and blew that sucker super huge. So then when we get the story later on, we see the giant battery sitting in the in this in essentially in the center of this city, this metropolis that Kang built while Janet has been gone. He, or actually probably while Janet was there, even he explains that he has to go into the battery and at the, at the heart of it, shrink it back down. Right. So he shrinks down, jumps in there. And that is the trippiest scene, probably the most interesting scene in the whole thing. And we got a glimpse of it in the trailer where he is trying to like run towards the center of the battery and as he's running, he starts breaking off into different versions of himself. So several variants pop off of him mm-hmm. as he's running through this field. And 
he's like, what's going on? And they explain, I think it was Modoc who explains to him. This is like, those are it's all a, possibilities of you. Right. Cause he's in a possibility storm. Yes. A possibility mm-hmm. storm. That is correct. So then as he's running through this field or this like void, more and more of them starts popping off and splitting off of him. And he's making more and more variants of himself. Mm-hmm. And they all start kind of ganging up on him and almost like drowning him. But at one point, something about his consciousness kind of came across to the other variants of himself. And he realized that he needed to do this. He needed to survive so that he could be there for his daughter. Right. You know, and so when he does that, that's when he gets the other versions of himself to start helping him instead of trying to drown him. Mm-hmm. And they pull him up and basically they make a human ladder for him. And he, he climbs all these other versions of himself to try to get to the center. Because for some reason, this is the part I was like, why didn't you just land in the center as you were falling? But whatever. So he's like on this in this void and they're lifting him up into the center where the center of the battery is. He throws a... Uh, one of those enlarging pin particle things at it and it doesn't work. And then that's when Janet Van Dyne flies in and, you know, grabs a hold of him because while that was happening, he lost faith in what was going to happen. And the variants of himself started falling. And when hope came in and grabbed them, they all started coming back together and they started disappearing essentially. And then, Hope pulls them back up towards the center of the of the battery, and they throw all these pin particles at it and shrink the battery back down. So now mm-hmm. the battery is shrunk down again, and they're basically playing a game of keep away with Kang at this point, right? Right. Uh, meanwhile, uh, we have Casey Lang trying to break out of the of the prison that she's in. Mm-hmm. And I forgot how she did that. How did she do that again? She, How did she they was open? actually there. She was actually there when they were they were taking her back into the cell because she was actually there when he jumped into the... That's right. That's right. She was at where Ant-Man and the Wasp were originally, and they right. were taking her back, and then that's when... You're right. That makes sense. I thought she had been in the cell for some reason. No, you're no. right. And then she, there's a fight scene, which was pretty dope. Uh, Casey, uh, Cassie Lang takes out these bad guys and then she ends up finding Jintara, frees Jintara, but with, you know, some comedic uh, foolery. Right. And, uh, she gets her out and then she, Jintara, eventually gets to free the rest of her people who are also trapped there. Right. So now they have like an army inside and then Cassie right. Lang figures out a way to like send the message or through like some uh, speaker or intercom or something out to all the people who right. are, who are revolutionaries and basically tell them, come help, you know? Mm-hmm. And so like all hell breaks loose at this point. Right. So there's, right. there's, there's fights here uh, against Kang. And then there's Cassie Lang fighting with Modoc. There's the mm-hmm. big, big fight set piece, which was probably the best part of this movie. Or actually, I should say the second best part. We'll get the best. We'll get to the best part mm-hmm. <laughs> in a minute. <laughs> but like, yeah. So there's this giant set piece. Ant Man gets all huge, tries to kick the shit out of fucking Kang. Kang is is a pain in the butt and and uh, not letting it happen because for some reason he's super powerful. Mm-hmm. And um, 
meanwhile, uh, Cassie Lang is being chased by Modoc, and as she's fighting Modoc, uh, she gets the bright idea, switches the pin particles from one wrist to the other, pops it into her her gauntlet. I don't know how the suit works, but it was convincing. She moved it from the right to the left, or the left to the right, whatever. And then now she could turn big. So she became the giant version of herself and started kicking the shit out of Kang. Or right. not Kang, uh, Modoc. Well, what she did was she pulled it out. She ejected the, the red one, which is to make, make herself small. And the, the blue one she took out of her pocket. Oh, is that what it was? Okay. That what it she put it in there and she goes, I hope this works. Boom, <laughs> you make yourself big. Yeah, because she could she could have turned into another Modoc. You know what I'm saying? True. Like, like, like her, her whole arm could have been just big. You know, like, yeah. oh shit, you know? Yeah. Or something weird like like her left toe or something, you know? It's just yeah, like exactly. <laughs> you know. But because that's what happened to Modoc essentially, is that Modoc was originally the yellow the yellow jacket. And right. when he got shrunk at the end of the first Ant Man, he he was shrunk in such a way because his you know because his device, his suit was malfunctioning, and because well, it malfunctioned, what happened was Ant Man messed with it. Yeah, because he was inside like uh, ripping it inside apart. Yellow jacket, yeah, yeah, ripping it apart. So he fucked it up, and when he tried to turn small again to get away, he turned into. He just kept shrinking. Yeah, he kept shrinking, but like not in a proportionate rate exactly he ended up being a giant head but yeah so that, that, that was weird to me man that that was the one part that kind of bothered me a little bit uh-huh. was that now you have the bad guy who tried to kill the little girl mm-hmm. trying to kill the little girl again it was a little freddy krueger for me man i don't i don't like it i don't i don't like that stuff man like well it, it was crazy because it's like after she beat the fuck out of him, what am I? I well, you're, you're a dick. <laughs> <laughs> you're kind of a dick. Like, well, you're kind of a dick. Like, well, I don't want to be a dick. Well, then don't be a dick. Well, then don't you be know? a dick. You have that choice, right? <laughs> yeah, have a choice, you know? That, that's how that went. Yeah, it was a crazy, like, like it was like an after-school special, you know? Don't be a dick, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about what after-school specials you saw, brother, but... <laughs> They usually don't use that kind of language in those. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was Cinemax after school special. Oh Jesus! <laughs> so anyway, um, so so then yeah, homie. So then homie was like, "All right, you know, I'm gonna I'm not be a dick, right?" So then he starts trying to fight for the good, uh, for the good side, and uh, yeah. So, dude, there was so much craziness happening. But at one point, Kang and his troop beats everybody back right because there's so many he's got so many soldiers right and so they start beating back even the rebellion because the rebellion shows up right all the revolutionaries show up and they get beaten back you know it's that moment where it's like all looks hopeless and then hank pym shows up in a shit ton of fucking ants show super ants super brilliant ants right who, who for some reason as they were landing because they also came through when they got shrunk down right uh, initially and when these ants landed they landed someplace else against in some kind of temporal space area mm-hmm. and they became they became like super intelligent and build a, built a society exactly ants and stuff and just evolved and so I, I don't know how long they were in that little time pocket that they were stuck in but now they show up and they're like geniuses and they're talking to Hank 
in the little earpiece. So yeah, right. Hank shows up. He brings a whole army of ants. The ants just kick the crap out of everybody and, and just, just overrun everybody and everything. And uh, Kang, who was winning the fight at that point, gets overrun by a, like a mass, by a stampede of ants. Exactly. And he tries to hold them back with his force field. But then um, Modok, was it Modok who reached in? Uh, first, Modok attacked him and he like tried to break through the shield and he, that didn't work. So he got blasted. And then but he, the, did, he did do some damage yeah. to the shield. He already had weakened it for the ants to come to come to it. But then one big red ant actually is the one that broke through. Mm. And they all decided to swarm him. Yeah. And they, and they took him. Yeah. And so you, yeah. you think at that point he's done, right? Right. So you the, think you think over. Yeah, <laughs> you think the story's over. And so then uh they get they get a portal back, right? Mm -hmm. They're they're in the, the main uh hole. Cause at one point uh Kang was about to like take off. He had the battery, he had everything he needed because he got the battery, mm -hmm. he was gonna you know put it in the ship, or and the ship ended up being like the whole giant building that he was in. The whole time the whole city. The whole city was going to take all his troopers with him and just just conquer the the whole freaking multiverse exactly and so as he was trying to do that you know uh that's when all this craziness happened but yeah so then uh you know at this point it looks like the story's over right the heroes mm -hmm. won they're about to leave right they open up a portal everybody starts jumping through of course you know scott lang you know paul rudd's character is the last one still on this side and so at the last minute he pushes was it cassie or was it cassie yeah so he his pushes he pushes his daughter through because he saw kang coming kang shows up again and so he doesn't have all his equipment but dude is jacked dude i mean jonathan majors is jacked and like mm -hmm. He was vicious, man. He starts kicking the crap out of Ant-Man. And this is why I was like, you know, Scott Lang isn't 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 uh freaking Captain America. He's more like Rocky. Mm. He's getting his ass right. kicked. He's like in Rocky One. And, right. and Jonathan Majors is just wailing on him, dude. Just wailing on him. And of course, you know, uh the portal's still open and hope flies in. And together they kick the crap out of Kang. Uh, Kang ends up falling back and getting stuck on the battery and gets shrunk down into the battery and pulled into like an un, like into the battery. You're not exactly clear what happened to him, but he mm -hmm. looked like he was getting pulled in almost in the same fashion that the Jello Jacket got pulled in. Right. Like the same kind of shrinkage thing happened. He got pulled in to the battery. But again, you get the idea that maybe he's dead. Right. Or maybe he's not. Like, you don't know. He was, it was one of those ambiguous, oh, villain died kind of thing. Kind of thing. So then, happy ending. Uh, Hope and, and uh, Scott Lang jump through the portal. Now we cut to... Uh, a scene that's almost a repeat of the beginning. He's walking mm -hmm. down the street. People recognize him. Everything is great. 
you know, uh, Scott Lang goes to the coffee house again. And the guy who called him Spider-Man from before knows that he's not, he's not Spider-Man and then charges him full price for a, <laughs> for a coffee. You $14, know? dude. It was like $14. It was like for $14 for a coffee. Like, damn. This He's, you're he's not Starbucks, motherfucker. Damn. <laughs> not even Starbucks, man. This no, Starbucks don't even you, charge that much. Like I know. Fourteen dollars for coffee, and it wasn't even a large coffee. It was dude, like a small, small ass coffee. Inflation <laughs> is rough, bro. Inflation <laughs> is rough. It's real, bro. It's real. Yeah. It's so real. It's going into the movies, man. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. Scott Lang, Scott Lang is like, uh, you know, he's like, damn, you know. But yeah, so then he he's sitting at dinner. And, you know, again, they have the whole kind of family, like the, the family scene with, with, uh, Hank and, and Janet and Hope. And, you know, basically it's like grandma and grandpa, wife and daughter. Right. And they're Mm -hmm. hanging out at the, at some restaurant celebrating their victory. Right. But then Hank is sitting there thinking like, what was he trying to stop? What was going on? Like he starts thinking about it. And it's like, is it done? Are we, are we okay? Like what, what was he talking about? You know? And mm-hmm. so all that stuff is running in his head and he starts to try to ignore it. And he's like, I'm just worrying about nothing. Like we'll be mm-hmm. fine. It'll, it'll be fine. It's all going to be fine. You know? Right. But we all know it's not right. No. no. And, and so right after that, that is the, the next piece is in my opinion the best part of the movie which is kind of not not a good thing to say about the movie right right because for me the end credit scenes were fantastic so so like what was the first end credit scene the first credit scene is where you see a bunch of you see like a a stadium yeah a coliseum actually a coliseum where you see a bunch of variants of kangs just teleporting out of any from anywhere you see different versions of them. You see some dressed in black. You see some dressed in green, purple. You see different variations. You see an alien one. You see a green one. You, you see, see a, bl- like a lizard version. A shit. lizard version of them. You see, you see all these different, ver- but they're all the same person. They're all Kangs. Yeah. Okay. But there are three that's that, that rule among all. Okay. And the first one you see is a Kang like an Egyptian. Yeah. Okay. Who happens to be the first king, the first conqueror king, which happens, his name is Ramatat. Yes. He is the first king that ever even appeared in the Marvel comics. Right. Mm-hmm. And that we, uh, later on, they explained that he is a variant of Kang. Okay. While he's there, you see another one in a space, like in a super, super armor. Yeah. Right? The rumor is that it's the Scarlet Centurion. That's right. Who happens to be another variation of Kang. Okay? And now, the one, the main one, if you pay attention, Ramatup actually bows his head in respect to this to the to the main one to, to the main one who happens to be immortus oh immortus immortus another king variation who they don't even acknowledge it till later on okay mm-hmm. so these are all kings 
right? So they're talking about him. I was like, oh, are you, the Romatut one says, are you? Sh-? He goes, are you sure he's dead? The cyborg one says, I wouldn't have called you here if he wasn't. And then the Romatut guy says, it must kill you to, to find out that you didn't get a chance to kill him, right? Now, the one they're talking about is the Kang that they vanished. Yeah, this is the- this Kang here that is in the movie. All these Kangs feared him for a reason. Because these guys are all about conquering the universes. This Kang here is about order. Because each one of them blames each other for the, for the variant timelines. Right? Mm-hmm. But they all, they're all conquerors. Yeah. They're all conquerors. They're all conquerors of their own timeline. Yeah. Okay. And they're cool with that. But by doing that, you're 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 messing up the timelines. Okay. This one king here said, you know what? This is chaotic. This there is no order. There's nothing solid. There's not no no order. There's no there's no rules. You guys play around with it like it's a plaything. Well, you play the- with time like a plaything. Yeah, well, yeah, and then what happens is you have incursions. Incursions. And then when you have incursions, you start destroying other realms. And so Mm -hmm. what he was trying to make sure wouldn't happen is that they don't destroy his realm, right? Well, not not necessarily. They explained that he was destroying timelines. Yes. To create order. Well, because, again, he doesn't want to die. Mm-hmm. So if if he doesn't because these guys are messing around and making a mess of stuff, right? So they're right. they're 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 causing all kinds of incursions, and when in, when an incursion happens, as you saw in, in Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. uh, that particular timeline uh, starts to kind of collapse on itself, mm-hmm. right? So right. that if that keeps happening, then there will be no multiverse, right? So so in order for that to ha- in order for him to like continue to live he's got to make sure that these these idiots don't go around and mess up every timeline mm-hmm. including his so right. that's why he wants order so that these guys stop killing all the different realms that's why he needs only one true timeline mm-hmm. you know so but yeah i think that's that was kind of what uh kang in in the loki was talking about Mm-hmm. And I have a feeling that this king, King the Conqueror, will become that version of of uh, of King that we saw in Loki. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's well, my theory. But go ahead. That's your theory. Yeah. But my theory is he's still alive. Oh, he found a way out. Uh, he's he's they imprisoned him there for a reason. Okay, because they don't want, they can't kill him off. Mm-hmm. Because the theory is, is that he is Kang Prime, or the uh, the the one the uh, he who remains. No, he's a different person. Kang Prime is the main Prime, the main Kang. He huh. is the one who ver- who who actually they all splintered from. Okay, now. Another another theory is is that he there's a young version of him, right? Yeah. Who, if you know who you know who I'm talking about, there's Damn a straight. young version. 
he is Iron Lad. Yes. Right? I'm excited for that version. Right. That one there, he knew what he was going to become. So that's why he went back in time to stop himself. So we're jumping around um, in like in the theory realm. Before we do that, uh, hold those thoughts because I I do want to talk about Iron Lad. Before Mm -hmm. we we jump around into theory realm, let's go into the next. Well, let's talk about some of the things you saw in this end credit scene because you saw you saw those three Kings. What other Kings did you pick out? I picked out, um, there was two. There was Mr. Griffin. Mr. Griffin. Mr. Griffin. Mr. Griffin is the CEO of, of um, Crane oh. Enterprises, who actually you see in Loki when they go to, when they go to the town and they see the place has been destroyed, Avengers building. Uh-huh. Actually, the Avengers main, the Iron, um, Tony Stark's main building, who was actually um, Avengers headquarters, was bought out by King by King Industries. Yeah. Who happens to be Mr. Griffin's another variant of Kang. I didn't realize that. He's a so guy you, in the suit. So you you He's saw a, him in the in the end credits. He was walking around no, in the suit. He, he was he was one of the guys that teleported in. Wow, I didn't see that. Right. Shit. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to watch that end credit scene. Hopefully there's a, somebody has it on YouTube. So okay, so so uh that CEO King was walking around. That CEO King, he told him he's walking around. He's looking like this. Oh my fault. You can't see me. But he has, <laughs> he's, like, he's like, he's an uppity guy. He looks like he's in his suit and everything. You know, he's all, he's all like pro- proper. You'll yeah. see him. He, he's actually, as they're teleporting in, he's one of the guys toward the right. Okay. He's one of them. Okay. Uh-huh. Now from there, they talk about they actually say that you do get a chance to see what they happen to what they happen to show you is what's going to happen. Now you see the Coliseum full of them when they tell him who did you call? He goes, "I called all of us." Right? Mm-hmm. And that my friend, everybody in the Coliseum, every king, that is Kang's dynasty. Yeah. That's what it's leading up to. Yeah. So just like you, I did a little theory digging. Mm-hmm. And someone says that they saw a version of Kang in a Doctor Doom suit. There's going to be a you King. See. There's going to be a King that's a Doctor Doom. But from my understanding, it's not the real Doctor Doom. It's a Kang Doctor Doom. So there's going to be a it's real Doctor Doom. That's the Kang in the black armor. Yes. Yeah. He does. He does make an appearance. You do see him. But they're thinking that he is a variant from the Scarlet Centurion. Um, timeline. That doesn't make sense. Why would there be two kings in one timeline? Scarlet Centurion is actually a super, super future king. So in other words, he's in a future that doesn't even exist yet. Okay. So he jumps through timelines. They don't even know what timeline he's from. So he actually appears in a couple of times with other versions of Kang, fighting those kings for supremacy. So then... The person that bought the Stark Tower is probably yeah. going to be that uppity king. Yeah, he's trying to buy all the um, all the Stark tech. Wow, dude! There and there were so like those are the ones I know. I didn't realize those are the ones that they. That's the ones that stand out to me. Uh huh. I didn't recognize anybody else, but like 
they used the old pictures from the Council of Kings to make the Colosseum. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Right. With statues of Kang. And then the messed up part is they're all wearing the masks. Some They all have scars. Some yeah. don't and some do. Most of them the do, quest, though. Most of them do. But the question is, where did, they, where did those scars come from? What yeah. are those scars? I guess you we'll know? find out. Yeah, we will. But like, so, dude, I am I'm super excited for that, man. I can't wait to see that <laughs> big old dynasty fight. It's going to be like a whole bunch of kings. It's going to be mm-hmm. just like, you know, Avengers, uh, not Infinity, but uh, Endgame. Exactly. It's just a giant war, and we're going to have superheroes against supervillains. It's going to mm-hmm. be wild. It's going to be ugly. It's going to yeah. be great. Can't wait. Awesome. Yeah, I can't wait either. <laughs> so, like, now we have a glimpse. I don't want to jump too far, but we have a glimpse of who the team of bad guys are. Right. You know? But we don't even know who the Avengers might be. We have an idea. Oh, no, you don't have an idea. Because these are just people who, they, who they're trying to throw us off. We have no idea who the Avengers are going to be in this movie. Because yeah. they're supposed to be ready by the Kang Dynasty. Yeah, and we'll then see. when that happens, that that all goes out the door, because the last one to end this series is Secret Wars. Yeah. And do you know who the who the champion of that Secret Wars was? X Men. No. Who the 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 main winner of the Secret Wars. And and they all say it's 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 the one. There's only one person who won that war. Doc Doom. Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom. That'll be interesting. Yeah. So then Doctor Doom is going to be on the side of good. No, dude. This so is just. Also, oh, that makes <laughs> sense because then Kang Dynasty. If Doctor Doom wins Kang Dynasty, that makes sense. That's like the. That's like what happened with Dan- with Thanos, right? Mm-hmm. In the first Avengers or in Avengers Infinity right. War, right? So like that. Whew. Because the pretty much, I mean, we'll, we can talk about that later. But yeah, the we'll talk about that later. Secret Wars is all about good and bad. That was yeah. it. Just because some, some celestial being wanted to see who would win. That's all he did it for. And, he and, he, he, and Dr. Doom won. That's nuts. I didn't know right. that. Yeah. So okay, so then let's let's move on to the second uh, end credit scene. Right. So why don't you take us through that? <laughs> so we end up like maybe in the 1900s, mm-hmm. right? Early 1900s. Maybe 1901, right? Where we meet Victor Timely, uh, Timely, right? Who happens to be another variation of Kang, right? Who went back in time and <laughs> he um, created a town called Timely in Timely, Wisconsin. Okay. Hmm. Where he was the mayor. Okay. And introduced robotics into that town. But here you have Victor Timely, Timely and he's like a uh, let me see. One of those um, showmans yeah. who was introducing a new, a new invention, and the invention is Victor Tom Timely 
and his astonishing temporal marvel. In other words, a time machine. Okay. So while he is saying that time is, I can't believe I, I didn't write this down. His, his, the, he keeps saying this thing throughout the entire movie. Time is everything. Okay. So from there, he starts explaining his device and everybody's like paying attention to him and everything. Who do we see in the crowd? Loki. Yeah. And um, Mobius. Morbius, Mobius, no, Mobius, Mobius, yeah. Mobius, yes. So Mo- Mobius tells Loki, he goes, "You made it. Seem- Is that the guy? You made him seem like he's some horrible monster." And Loki says, "Yes, he is." And that's where the end credits end. Yeah. A buddy of mine explained who this guy is, and he's been around in every Marvel movie. Victor Timely. Victor Timely has been announced every... No, my fault. Not Victor Timely. Kang. Kang has made an appearance in almost... They say in almost every movie. In Iron Man, when they opened up... When his father opened up the um, the museum, right? And he introduced that flying car. Mm-hmm. You see a friend of his who is the, hu- the first synthetic human torch. What? Yeah. The Android Human Torch. Android Human Torch. Your friend told you this? Yeah. What's the name of the 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 real name of the of the Android Human Torch? Uh, I'm getting Jim Hammond. Jim Hammond, who happens to be friends with Victor Time uh, Timely. So the Android Human Torch. Again, mm-hmm. Jim Hammond is a friend of Kang, but not right. Kang himself. No, the Victor Timely of that Kang. Yeah. So you're saying that not so much that Kang was in every movie, but there's a there's an Easter egg for Kang in every movie. Right. That's nuts, dude. They also said that he made like the Ramatut logo is in Moon Knight. Yeah, I Which believe makes that. Sense. Yeah, I believe it. it makes sense. I'm pretty you know? sure they even mentioned Ramatut. I think so. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to say yes. I'm not sure. I want to watch it again. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's that was my take on both endings. Dude, okay, so let's talk about some of the weaker points of the movie. Okay, I feel like the like you fell asleep. <laughs> You know, I missed a piece, and I feel like I didn't miss anything. Uh, that's not good. <laughs> you know, like, well, th- the, the movie was enjoyable. Don't get me wrong. I think it's worth watching. Yes. But it's not It's not Endgame. It's not, it's not even Spider-Man uh, No Way Home. You know what I'm saying? It's not up there. It's not in no, that it's level. Not. It's not. I, I heard it was on the Rotten Tomatoes. It's the so, second movie to make the Rotten Tomatoes list. But look, so, so like the critics and all that stuff, that's not that's some nonsense. Like, I think they're a little too hard on the movie. It's fun. I think so too. Yeah. yeah. I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was fun. But the, the writing wasn't very strong. I think there was too many characters. Uh, I think one of the things it could have done to make the writing stronger was instead of bringing uh, Jan- Janet Van Dyne and Hank into the, the quantum realm and having them have a subplot in the whole thing, 
It's like, leave those guys out. Let Ant-Man and Cassie Lang take care of it and have that be a father-daughter movie instead. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, I can see that. I can see that. Because they're, 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 they, they kind of like, I don't know. I, I, I feel like they, 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 they had an opportunity to tell a, a real good story there where mm-hmm. uh, Scott Lang missed five years of his daughter's life. Right. Which was right. a big point was one of the, the, the points that Kang used to kind of influence him to get him to do what he wanted so that he would go into, you know, into the, the battery and shrink it down again. So rather than uh, have all these different characters and all these subplots and Bill Murray, you know, shagging, you know, Michelle Pfeiffer's character, all that, that's all nonsense. Like we didn't need any of that. We could have mm-hmm. just done Scott Lang, Cassie Lang, father-daughter movie, him trying to make up for lost time. And I think that got lost in the writing. I think it was there initially. I think that right. was the initial plan for the story. And I think that piece got lost because uh, it, it could have been a stronger movie if they just would have l- just a, those two characters. They could have kept, they could have basically kept all the other sub characters even but just concentrated on these two characters. And instead we got a whole lot of nothing. We got a whole lot of noise and we lost some of that. Right. They, um, I, I, I understand that maybe it was an attempt to kind of write an ensemble, uh, story mm-hmm. where you have a large cast and stuff, but, uh, there's, there's too many, there's too many characters that need, uh, story time. I, I just, I didn't, I, I think that's, that hurt it. They should have just, mm-hmm. again, kept it to those two characters. And it would have been a stronger movie uh, if they would have spent more time with Scott Lang. Because this is the trilogy for the Ant-Man. And I think usually they just go three. I mean, uh, Thor tried to do more than three. Uh, it did well with, with, um, with the fourth one, right? Which one was the Love and Thunder? Not Love and Thunder, the other one. Um uh the one Ragnarok. Where, Ragnarok. Was that the third mm-hmm. one or was that the second that's, that's, that's the third one. Okay, so the third one, that one's probably the best of the of the Thor movies, right? Mm-hmm. And they did a fourth one and that one wasn't so strong. Uh, I felt like they, they needed more time in that movie and they and they they kind of squeezed it down and edited some of the better parts of that movie, but who knows? I, we'll never know. But, but I feel like it could have been a stronger movie. Like Ant-Man could have been a stronger movie if they just fucking stopped trying to put all these Easter eggs and all this crazy stuff in it. There was just too many distractions, too many, like I like the spectacle, but I think there needs to be a better way of kind of, uh, allowing the, the spectacle to take its its space, but not take it away from the the actual character and the storytelling, which I um, and part of this I didn't have this thought on my own actually. Uh, I was talking to Lechuga earlier today, and you know we we're texting back and forth and we we're sharing some ideas, and so some of this is inspiration from him because he was gonna crap on this movie. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> he was gonna shit all over this movie. I like the movie. I think it's enjoyable. 
Mm -hmm. Storytelling not so great. It's not so strong. It could have it could have done a better job in the story the story the uh, and developing the story, right? But um, that's that's my problem. That's that's how I would fix it. I would. I mean, I love Bill Murray. Don't know if Bill Murray needs to be in this movie. You know what I'm saying? Like it's cool that he's there. I I don't know if you can really write him in. You know, like I think you right. can just leave you can just leave that character out. Uh, even even Hank and, and and Janet, as much as I like, you know, Michael Douglas and Michelle Pfeiffer, I think they could have been left out of this. I think even uh, Hope could have gone into the quantum realm with with Scott Lang and Cassie Lang. That would have been fine. I think three characters would have been enough. But that whole side story where, you know, I just I, I hated that. I, did, I, I hated all that. Like, I didn't like the idea of Michelle Pfeiffer. I didn't even, I didn't even think it was funny, you know? <laughs> it was just uncomfortable. It was weird. Like, I didn't find it funny at all. I was like, oh, that's gross. Like, like ew, you, you, you know? Like, I, I, I just didn't – none of it, none of the jokes that they made there was any funny. Uh, it wasn't was fun at all. I, I just – they could have left that off. Um, better ways to tell a story. But you know what? Like, you don't know until you put it out, you know? I, I know they do test screenings, right? But, mm -hmm. you know, once you get to the point where you actually have a movie to show people, you kind of like pretty far down the path, right? There's only right. so many things you can do that will fix the movie, you know? And once you put these characters in and you shot these scenes, what are you, what are you supposed to do? Like, you know, you're going to take Hank and, and Janet out of the movie? What, what do you do with Hope now that you put her in these scenes by herself? You're like, just... Right. I, I don't know how you could fix it uh, once you get uh, down the path where you can actually have people watching it. So anyway, so let's talk a little bit about what the future will look like with the MCU. I'm and I'm talking specifically, I'm, I'm more interested right now about thinking about who would be the Avengers, like who are the the strongest possibilities of the Avengers? Uh, what does the team look like? Right. Like the core well, team, because like in the end, like when when they had in Endgame, like every Marvel Universe character came came in, and they were all Avengers at one point, right? But I'm talking right. about the core group. There's always about six or seven, you know, Avengers uh, doing doing the main work, right? So who do you think will be that that group? Well, for sure, Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel. You think Miss Marvel will be uh, yes. one of one of? Okay, I I don't know if I disagree. I think it would be cool because I like Miss Marvel a lot and I think mm -hmm. it would be cool. She would be like a Spider-Man. Right. Who else do you think will be on that team? Oh. Give me about six characters. Let's go with that. So from right now, from everything we've seen so far? Well, and theory, whatever theory you may have. For sure, Falcon. Yeah, for sure, Falcon. For sure, Falcon. Or Captain America. Oh, um, yeah, Captain. So, like, I think we also have She-Hulk or Hulk or both, right? I would say She-Hulk. You think just She-Hulk? Well, yeah. Well, don't forget, we also have the Thunderbolts coming along. Right, exactly. And so we're going to have a Red Hulk. Right. Who happens to be Thunderbolt Ross. Do you think mm -hmm. he'll be part of the core Avengers or you think he'll be? Nah, I don't okay. think so. 
I don't think so. He's he's part. He's more toward uh, Thunderbolts, if anything. Okay, because you also um, have on that team uh, other possible players. You have the the new uh, Black Widow, and you also have Bucky. Bucky and um, Red Guardian. Red Guardian. That's who he is. Red Guardian. Yeah. Right. You have Baron Zemo too. You have Baron Zemo, but they'll Zemo. like I don't see those guys being part of the actual mm-hmm. like main core Avengers. I'm talking about like actual possibility. I think Bucky could possibly be a a core, or maybe maybe not. Who knows? Well, yeah, because he actually did become Captain America too. Yeah, he eventually became a Captain America, which I think this will happen once uh, Falcon is done with being Captain. Right. You know, because you got to have a captain. You got to have a Captain America. There's always a leader, and and it's always the Captain America character. Right. Mm, Let me see. In the Young Avengers, you have. I'm not talking about Young Avengers. I'm just talking about. No, but I'm saying there's. I'm trying to see who was on that team. None of those are even haven't even showed up yet. So. Well, you you have you do have a Young Avengers. You have you have Spider Man. You have of those of the Young Avengers. You have Spider Man. You have um, Miss Marvel, and you have Scar, or I shouldn't say Scar, but a Hulk. Right. And and that's usually Hulkling, you know. So they got like, you know, so they have Scar to play that Hulkling role. Right. 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 Trying to figure out who who else is who. Man, there's like so many people we can. Well, Shang Chi for sure. Shang, yeah, Shang Shang Chi. Yeah, he's he's definitely. I see him as an Avenger. Dude, that guy is super powerful, man. Uh huh. Yeah, there's no way you can't have that guy on the team. That, I one, agree with that. I think. I now think, you want to say one of the Eternals? Nah. I didn't see that movie. I don't mm-hmm. think any of the Eternals belong on the on the, on the well, team. the end credits, there's someone that was a key member of the Avengers who is going to be a key member of the Avengers. Yeah, I don't know. Which is Black Knight. I guess, I mean, we haven't really seen much of Black Knight at this no, point, right? Right, only that he got, the guy got the sword, that was it. Yeah, I, I don't know if... Uh, I don't know, man. I don't think anybody out of the uh, out of that movie is gonna be any any uh, of the Avengers. I just, uh, it, from my understanding, I again I didn't see the movie, but I, again I thought it was one of the from my from what I'm hearing, it's one of the weakest of the Marvel movies oh, uh, yeah. of all time. And mm-hmm. I don't see it. Um, I don't know. I, I don't see anybody out of there coming coming into the Avengers. I see them in the uh, like the the grand mass of Avengers, you know. Like right. when, when everybody's like Avengers assemble and you have like 200, 300, 400 Avengers, like, sure. You know, like they can be part of that, but I don't see any of those guys being part of the core group. I, I agree with you about Shang-Chi though. Shang-Chi will absolutely be one of the Avengers. And I think he, it would be great if he was one of the key players, like, right. like, a, like Iron Man was with Captain America. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like if they were like that, that would be fantastic. Like him, I don't know who else, but like you also got Captain Marvel. Don't forget you got Captain Marvel. Right. I think Captain Marvel needs to be part of that team. 
like Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel, Shang Chi. I agree with all those, um, and uh, and of course uh, Captain America, Falcon. You know, uh, I I uh, Spider Man. You got to have Spider Man on there. Spider Man's popular enough; they're gonna have him on there. He's gonna be. They'll probably give him some kind of new suit or new weaponry or something to make him powerful again. You know, but like I would love for them to introduce Miles Morales. Dude, I think that's gonna happen. I think we're gonna get a Miles eventually. I mean, obviously, eventually. But I think I don't know how far. I, I from my understanding, they they added a few more movies to, or a few more things for Tom Holland to do. Mm-hmm. Um, they extended his contract, so I don't know what else, how long that contract will go. But I I would be surprised if he makes it past the um uh the last in this series what is it it's not kang dynasty what's the what's the one after that kang or secret wars avengers secret wars so like i would be surprised although he is young enough but i would be Mm -hmm. surprised to see tom holland pass secret wars you know but i mean who knows because i would like to see miles morales sooner rather than later Mm-hmm. There's this whole thing that they're doing right now. You got She-Hulk, you got Hulk, you got Hulkling, you know, you got Ironheart, you have Iron Man, you might you're probably gonna have an Iron Lad. There's no way you're not gonna have King and not introduce Iron Lad. You have all these variations of popular characters. Let's make some right. new ones. Let's let's right. we're, like we're also gonna get to introduce the X-Men. They're gonna introduce them. They're also gonna introduce the Fantastic Four. I can't wait for that. Give yeah. me some variation here. Give me give me something that's going to be different because right now we're getting a lot of remakes, right? We're getting a lot of characters taking up mantles that are already been created. Right. Like let those characters die. You know, let let there be no more Iron Man. Let there not right. be another Captain America. Let there not be another Hulk. You know, like don't get me wrong, I like She-Hulk and I would like mm-hmm. to see her play that role for a while. But get rid of the other Hulks. We don't need so many goddamn Hulks. Like, why do we have so many characters doing the same thing? Right. Give us, give us some new characters. Give us some new blood, you know? Like Wolverine. Uh, I love the Hugh Jackman Wolverine. Can't wait to see the new Wolverine, the actual new Logan, right? Mm-hmm. Like, right. that's what I want to see. Let that character be introduced. Let that character come in and, and, and take the new role. Uh, I would love to see that Esposito guy. They keep talking about take up the mantle of Professor X. That would be mm-hmm. interesting because yes. would, these would be the new versions, the actual characters. They're you know that Esposito is going to play Charles Xavier. You know, right? Whoever is going to take up the mantle of Wolverine is going to be Logan. Is going to be the real Wolverine. You know, don't give me these, you know, these knockoffs. Give me, give me some new characters. Give me some new people. You know, make mm-hmm. up some new characters. You know. Uh, like, uh, we have Namor now. That's a new, new Avenger. He could be an Avenger. Right. Right. That would be a great addition, but he's usually an antagonist. He's usually kind of a villain, right? Right. But he's, he has joined the Avengers. Yeah. He was also known as a defender. Yeah. Yeah. So like, they would be great if he showed up and, and, been part of the Avengers. It would be great for him to be in there. It'd be great for Shuri to be in there. You know, like, uh, like I would like those two characters to be part of the Avengers team. So like Shang-Chi. So what we got so far is we got Shang-Chi, Namor, 
the the new Black Panther Shuri, uh, mm-hmm. one of the Hulks. My pre- my preference would be She Hulk, just right. She Hulk, not Professor just Hulk. She-Hulk. Yeah, right. Just She Hulk, Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, Spider Man. Who else am I missing? Captain Falcon. You know. Right. Uh, and I think that's already nine there. That's already that's, eight there. That's eight. Yeah, I, I would love for that to be the core group. That would be enough mm-hmm. for me. Uh, right. I'm not a fan of the new Black Panther. I think the the character, I, I think the actress that played uh, Shuri, isn't as charismatic as Chadwick Boseman. Mm-hmm. I wish they would have made Lupita. I forgot her last name. I, I always butcher her last name, but I, I love this. I love this actress. She was so charismatic. She's so interesting. Lupita uh, Nyong'o. Mm-hmm. She is so interesting. I would love to see her be a Black Panther over the actress that plays Shuri. Right. She would be more interesting as Black Panther. You know, I, I just want to see new blood. And new characters. Like, let's make some new characters. You guys, this is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Anything is possible. Right? I would like to see the White Vision join the Avengers. Yeah, that would be cool. I mean, and he's out there, right? Right. But, but I mean, again, he's he's a he's not exactly a, a new variation, a new actor playing a new role. But right, there's so many characters they've yet to really kind of introduce. It would be great to see some of these characters. Like, there's still Ghost Rider out there, for example. No, I can't wait for Ghost Rider. Dude, give me Ghost would, Rider, bro. I would like to see the Midnight Suns. I would like to see a movie of the Midnight Suns. That would be dope. Like, be, it, give me, give me, give me that that goofy Morbius. I'll take him. Yeah. Give me uh, yeah. Blade. Blade. Give you me Ghost Rider. Yeah, you got to have Ghost Rider. You got to have Blade. You got to have Morbius. Everybody mm-hmm. else is kind of like I can't remember who else is is on the team. Well, the other person, like actually, what it is is that Ghost Rider. There is a, there, there and somebody else's Ghost Rider, and Johnny Blaze is on the team as well. Yeah, and, but he's not a Ghost Rider. He's just no. He's just he just has he has he can control the Hellfire. Yeah. Right. But uh, Doctor so Strange is also part of the Midnight Suns. Yeah, that would be interesting. Oh, um, America. America Chavez has already been introduced, right? That's right. right. But you see, America, you see, America, like you were trying to get to before, America could be part of that young Avengers, right? Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, have her do more. Like, I loved her in the, in the whatchamacallit, in the Doctor Strange movie. Right, you know, but like and she's uh, learning how to use her magic too. So yeah, there's Elsa Bloodstone. Never heard of this girl. The Caretaker, yeah, this... the Darkhold Redeemers, Sam Buchan, uh, Buchanan. I'm sorry, Le- mm-hmm. Louise H- Hastings, Jinx, uh, Mordred, Mystic, Vicky Montesi, Doctor Strange, Doctor Voodoo, Frank Drake, mm-hmm. Diamond Hellstorm, uh, Damon Hellstorm. I'm sorry. The Hood, Iron Fist. Oh, Iron Fist is on there. Jennifer right. Kale, uh, Hannibal King, Man Thing. 
Boom, bro. Man thing. Man thing. Also, Midnight uh, Werewolf by Night. Werewolf by Night. Let's have them do a little more. Like you right. can have those guys be a little more, not necessarily be part of the core Avengers, but maybe there could be another like Civil War situation where we have these extra characters pop in mm-hmm. and fight in like uh, you know, instead of like a airport hangar, <clears throat> maybe fight out in the I don't know, in the middle of the street or a park or something. Dude, you know? I w- if they do this, um, if they do this right, you know, with the Fantastic Four and everything, and the X Men, dude, I would love for them to create the Vault. Which one's the Vault? The Vault is a superhero prison in the negative zone that Reed Richards invented during the Civil War to hold. Uh, the whole super criminals off earth. So no chance of escape. If you escape the prison, you're still locked up in a negative zone. Interesting. They recruited like the first Thunderbolt team through there. Like Venom was part of that team. Green Goblin was part of that team. You, you know, there's, there's a few stories I wish they would do. What's that? And, and one story is of course, Avengers versus X-Men. Which is not going to happen until we get X-Men. Right. But we got to have Avengers versus X-Men. We got to get that eventually. Oh, yeah. That's not going to happen until after we're done with King. But I want to see that. And before Tom Holland goes away, I want to see the... I know this is not a popular, (laughs) popular idea, but I would love to see the Clone Saga occur on the screen. Oh, that'd be so great. Because then we would have two Spider-Man. I know I just complained about too many of the same character. Right, right, right. But I like the idea of Peter Parker Spider-Man thinking he's a clone. Right. You know? And Ben Riley takes up the mantle of Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to see that. I would Another one I, I would like to see um Inferno. I love that. I know it's not the strongest series, but I love so, like, I love to see Inferno. I would like to see the Age of Apocalypse. Yeah. I, I mean, I know they did it already, but uh, I what a movie of Age of No, no, no. That yeah, that, that was yeah, Age they of, yeah, there was that Age, of, Age of Apocalypse. Yeah, but it was like not the storyline because the 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 storyline consisted with the Avengers, the X Men, and the Fantastic Four. Well, like, let's 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 say what really happened. So something happens where Apocalypse messed with the timeline. And then everything out worked out differently. And then what happened eventually was like Wolverine didn't have a hand and he was like married to somebody. Oh, who, you're talking. Oh, you're talking about that. That age of apocalypse. I'm, yes. Oh, okay. Okay. You know what I'm talking about now? I'm thinking about Onslaught. No, but that would be dope too. Yeah. We, we yeah have Magneto, you have Magneto and, and Professor X join and become one supervillain. Right. But you see that the reason why he was so powerful is because he absorbed Franklin Richards. Oh shit! I didn't realize that. And Franklin Richards, it's an Omega class mutant. So don't forget that Franklin Richards. No, wait a minute. But are you sure it's Franklin Richards? Because Franklin uh, Richards. It, because Professor X had a son as well, who's right, also Legion. Legion, and I was oh, that's what I was gonna say. Legion. Has his own series, like a, like bring that guy in, right, right. He is, but Franklin Richards is already considered a an Omega class mutant that 
can bend reality. Well, the same thing with with uh, Legion. Legion is more like Crazy Jane from the Doom Patrol. Each person, each personality has a power. Okay, don't tell me too much because I haven't I haven't finished the series. I've oh, only okay. gotten through like the first. Well, no, I'm telling you the three episodes. Book. Yeah, okay. So he has multiple personalities. Is what you're saying? He has multiple personalities. Yes. God damn it. went ahead and ruined that shit for me um i'm looking at right now david charles holler right so anyway um but yeah so he i thought he could bend reality i'm looking at his abilities reality warping so he does mess with reality shape-shifting levitation flight telepathy telekinesis teleportation dimensional travel he can travel dimensions. Yep. He can travel the multiverse. Exactly. That's wild, dude. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's what, you know, oh, man, there's so many things you could do. Um, but, yeah, Age of Apocalypse, where they really actually messed with the timeline. Uh, <clears throat> and they were living in hell. Um, fuck, man. Uh, Inferno. Like Cyclo- I- Cyclops lost an eye in that series, didn't he? To Wolverine. In in that I don't remember. I, I remember him having that one. He had the the beam, but it only came out for like one side. I think he lost. That's how he lost his hand. Well, yeah, they were still fighting. Those two still hated <laughs> yeah. each other. Yeah, because he got he got Gene. Uh, Gene Gray, yeah, yeah. Um, so much shit going on, bro. <laughs> dude, there could be so many so many awesome stories they could do. They could also do Infinity Watch. Which, where which, they act well infinity watch is a team by um adam warlock mm. you know they're introducing him in guardians of the galaxy volume three and then that team he had puck gamora that that mantis girl mm. uh drax the destroyer and him each one owned a piece of the infinity stone oh interesting right so each one had an infinity part of the infinity gauntlet on them. Dude, so like in uh if I remember this correctly, in Avengers mm-hmm. versus X-Men, they were fighting over Hope Summers. Right. They were trying to get control of 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 having Hope Summers. Mm-hmm. And it was like it was an all-out battle, dude. It was, man. I I just read it not too long ago. And I still can't. I, and I, my memory's she's so only, bad. And she's only one of the kids. Yeah. Right. They're not even sure she's she's supposed to be born. Because you also have Rachel Summers. You have Rachel Summers. You have Hope Summers, and you have Cable. Right, Nate. Nate. Nathan. Nathan Summers. Yeah. And he's already been introduced. In the Fox version of the X Men, right? With Who Deadpool. they wish to bring over in the MCU? They're going to bring him over, Cable. <laughs> they want to bring Cable. They want to bring. Well, Deadpool's already making. They're saying that they want to. They're bringing Deadpool into the MCU. I can't wait to see Deadpool. I can't wait to see uh, a Deadpool. It'd be cool. If he, I can't. I can't. I would love to see him join the Avengers. Hey, I would like to be an Avenger. <laughs> that would be nuts. He. He's yeah, a, 
he's a crazy fucking character. You know, yeah. again, I know I'm harping on, on, on the duplication of certain characters. I guess it, it matters like how it's done, right? Because mm-hmm. I feel like I, the, the Ironheart version is a little lackluster for me. You know, right. the the uh, the new female Black Panther, that character is also not not so much for me. Uh, but I don't know, man. There's some characters that I would just love to see over and over again. And Deadpool is one of those characters that has another variation. It's called Gwenpool. Right. I would love to see Gwenpool because she is a nutty kid. That is a nutty character. She's in the comics. Gwenpool mm-hmm. is actually uh, a, a real life kid that got stuck in the comic book world. Right. And she happens to know, and she's a comic book geek. So she knows everything about every character in the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. And so that is her superpower. She doesn't have super healing. She doesn't have any of those things. She has no powers. The only thing she has on her side is that she knows who everybody is and what their weaknesses are. She knows everything about everybody. Right. You know? If, in other words, she's a, a fanboy who yeah, knows that's, everything. That's, that's her power. She's yeah. a fangirl. Yeah. She's a fangirl. That's her superpower. <laughs> well, like, Deadpool has met different variations of himself already. Yeah. A female, a female Deadpool, a zombie Deadpool, just a head, a dog who happens to be Deadpool, <laughs> you know, like different variations of himself. He's already met in the comics. Yeah. in the comics, like the female one, he keeps trying to hit on and That's she's weird. actually, it's weird. Right. Yeah. And he's, and she is um, actually how he used to be when he first started with, with Marvel. Mm. Cause he wasn't the mouth. He was a straight up stone cold killer. Mm-hmm. He's killed. He's part of um. Well, we all know he's part of the Weapon X project. Yeah, and he actually has killed four of them. So I one of the theories with uh, Deadpool is that with this Deadpool three, they're gonna do Deadpool kills the Fox universe. Oh, like Deadpool kills the Marvel universe. Yeah, he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna kill the Fox Marvel universe. Oh, you know who I would wish they would bring into this Marvel MCU dude is the Punisher. That that you're talking about act the actor that actually plays like you like that actor, right? Well, the 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 truth is, I've liked every Punisher movie that came out. <laughs> I like I like the well except for the one with um Dolph Lundgren I could I could I don't have to do I don't want to see that one ever again really okay. <laughs> I I, I, I thought that it. was okay <laughs> I watched it just to watch it but like the first one I liked and then the second one I was like this is more toward the comic and he's more stone cold than this one mm-hmm. so I like I like that one then when I saw the series I loved the series. Well, I mean, you're talking about John Bernthal, right? Right. John right. Bernthal is an amazing actor. And right. he did a, he really did a solid job as the Punisher. And I would love to see the Punisher come back. Right. Um, but I also liked uh, uh, Daredevil. Like, that would be another character that could be 
the top Avenger. of of the Avengers. Yeah, although yeah. he's not powerful enough, and they never gave him any kind of super duper powers in the comics that would be able to make him an Avenger. But I guess I don't know. I mean, you had you had the you have Black Widow. So I don't know. Right, but she's been enhanced. So well, I mean, he's kind of enhanced too. Right. But. Yeah. But like, Daredevil was actually a secret Avenger. Oh, is he? Yeah. There's there's also a secret team of Avengers. But Hank well, McCoy is one of them too. Mm. And he was also an Avenger and a West Coast Avenger. Oh, Hank McCoy. See, Beast. Beast. They never did a version. You see, nobody has ever done, even in the comics, they've never done like, like, oh, this is Hank's son, mm-hmm. Beast, Beastly, you know, or Beastling yeah. or whatever. Like, they never did that with Hank. All right. There's only one Beast. Actually, exactly. there was two. There was an evil Beast, but. Right, Dark Beast. Yeah, I forgot what, what how he came to be, but he's like a variant from a future or something. I don't know. No, he's from the uh, Age of Apocalypse. Him and he sort of Mister Sinister messed with his genes. Oh, so that's how he became that way. But he actually survived the Age of Apocalypse and is now in our and then lives in the X Men um, main line now. In the main timeline, in the in main, the main universe, timeline, the six one six. Yep, he actually found a way to survive that timeline not existing. You you wanna you wanna hear a theory that I, I really like? What's that? Um, that there's possibly talk of 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 uh, there being like one of the situations I guess in the in the wars in the in the secret wars, Avengers Secret Wars or whatever, is that they're gonna have one of the worlds we've already seen. Mm-hmm. Fight the six one six. Ooh! So like, <clears throat> you know how we we saw those Avengers mm-hmm. in in the in in Doctor Strange, right? Like those guys with an evil Iron Man is gonna mm. fight the Avengers from the six one six. Wow! They, that would be like Justice League versus the evil Justice League, the the crime syndicate in the DC. Right, right, right. I would love to see that. Yeah, like, dude. Like have the evil Avengers, the yeah. Dark Avengers, evil Avengers. Yes. Right. Like, but the original Avengers as bad guys, like an evil Captain America, an evil Iron Man, an evil Black Widow, an yeah. evil Hulk. Well, you know? I mean, think about the 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 variations that they had in there. They had. They had Captain Carter. They had an evil uh, Doctor Strange played by the same character. They mm-hmm. had they 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 believe that there's a Tony Stark, and right. that, that was played by uh, Tom Cruise. So there's there's right. a lot of fan casting, but like the fans want like an evil Tom Cruise Iron Man, right? That would be that would be so dope because I. There's something about the crime syndicate that I really like because they're not really the the it, talking about DC. The crime syndicate is the evil Justice League in DC. They're not really the characters we know. Right. They're all variations. They're all no, but not only that, but like, for example, the Superman who's Ultraman. Mm-hmm. 
that's his name in, in the DC universe. He's right. a Superman. He's Ultraman, but he is um he's from the from uh, Earth three, right? In that world, it was it, Krypton blew up or whatever, and then blew up at the same time blew up. I guess Dax uh, Daxum. That's right. like the neighboring planet that's inhabitable or whatever. And so then they fired off a rocket just like they did over here, except Kal-El never made it. It was a Daxamite that made it out. Right. And the, the Daxamites are like ruffians, right? Mm-hmm. So the, that Daxamite made it to Earth and became an evil Superman. Right. And so that would be awesome, dude. Like, because he's not really Clark Kent. He's not really Kal-El, although I think his name is Clark but like he's just got a whole different uh, situation just like the woman that plays wonder woman or who is wonder woman in that world her name is superwoman but i mm-hmm. believe she or I, I think she's lois i'm not sure but whatever like that's all freaking awesome because they're not exactly the characters they're you know right. even even owl man isn't I, I believe isn't uh bruce wayne, bruce wayne. no it's not you know but with all that said, like, I, I like that idea. I don't like them tainting the original characters. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not a fan of Injustice. And I don't think a lot of people are either. You know, it would be kind of cool if that Iron Man ended up to be an Ultron. I think that's what kind of happens. Like, he, uh, not that he becomes an Ultron, but like Ultron, um, he's, he's, he's not opposed to Ultron. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like they're they're buddies or something. Mm-hmm. He's he's Ultron is essentially the vision in that world. Right. But so here I'm looking up uh mm, nope. Oh, so Owlman, his name is Thomas Wayne Jr. So he's not Bruce. He's not Bruce. The version of Wayne's deceased older brother in most iterations dies as a child before Bruce is born. In the New 52, the primary continuity Owlman originally depicted as the asylum-bound boomerang killer is radioactively revealed to be, or retroactively uh, revealed to be alive stolen from his parents as a child and working in the service of the court of owls. Mm. Yeah. So like, yeah, all man is, is an older brother to Bruce. So <clears throat> let's, let's finish this puppy up. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, man. So I recommend the movie. I recommend that you go see this movie. I'm excited about it. I think it's fun. It's not end game. No, Nothing will ever be Endgame. Oh, man. we'll see, man. We got, Kang, we have to, we have a lot to see. Yeah, we got Kang Dynasty and we got uh, Kang uh, Secret Wars, right? Right. So we'll see how that goes. No, no, right. I can't. I'm not sorry. Not Avengers. Not, Avengers, Kang Dynasty, and then Avengers Secret Wars, right? That's Secret Wars. Right. Secret Wars. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, dude. So I'm excited. We'll see how this goes. Mm-hmm. I want to see more Kang. Right. I want to see Doctor Doom. 
You know, I want to see Fantastic Four, man. Give me Fantastic I Four. I do too, man. Give me Fantastic Four. You know, yeah. I, I can wait for X Men because I want you to do it right. Okay. <laughs> Same here. You know, Fantastic Four, you got a perfectly good Reed Richards right there. That guy was perfect for Reed Richards. I don't know if they'll bring that guy back. Actually, he signed up. He wants to do it. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, he wants to do it. He passed up as being Captain America. Well, he figured that he wasn't good for the role. Yeah. Yeah, so I think he said he had some other stuff doing going on too at the same time. So it wasn't going to work out. So yeah. So uh, Fantastic Four we'll see in twenty twenty five. Thunderbolts we'll see twenty twenty four. The Avengers King Dynasty will happen in twenty twenty five. So probably right before, right before King Dynasty, we're going to see Fantastic Four. Ooh, I can't wait, bro! Can't wait. We'll probably get a glimpse of a Doctor Doom there too. Oh, of course. You can't have the Fantastic Four without Doom. So mm, You got to have Doom. You have to have Doom, man. All right. Well, uh, thanks so much for coming on, brother. Uh, Not a problem, guy. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta, we'll do this again. So we're going to do uh, Cocaine Bear next. Yeah. So I can't wait for that movie. I'm hoping it's good, man. <laughs> It'll be real sad if it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> You're having a high expectation just because it says cocaine bear. I saw the trailer, dude. The trailer made me laugh. I'm hoping the whole movie is going to make me laugh because all I see is the same stuff over and over again. They haven't they haven't really showed you anything else new, you know, to kind no, of no, I, haven't, I, I haven't really seen anything. I've seen a couple of stuff here and there, like the bears slapping around the cocaine. And yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I'm like. Like yeah. the first time I saw it, I saw a bear run. Like, hey, cocaine bear. And that was it. That was the end of the trailer. I'm like, what the hell? That's all I need. Don't tell me yeah. anymore. You had me at the title. You had me at cocaine bear. That's it. That's all I heard. That's, you hear the bear run. Like, hey, cocaine bear. I'm like, what? That's Dude, it? I can't Ugh. wait for the spinoffs. I can't wait for the spinoffs. <laughs> cocaine squirrel, cocaine fox, cocaine no, coyote. Like cocaine bear. Meth bear, <laughs> weed Edible bear, bear. Yeah. You know, edibles, <laughs> meth bear. <laughs> okay, man. All right, brother. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I am Edgar Tres with my co-host, cousin Primo. Primo. We will, we will catch you next time. See you later, guys. Have a good one. The music you're listening to is titled Conmigo by Nico Rangifo, and you can find that over at Epidemic Sound. Also, I wanted to point out that we are now partners with Titan Fitness. I love Titan Fitness. I actually have the T2 rack in my basement. It is amazing. And since I bought the shorter one, which I believe measures to 72 inches height-wise, it fits perfectly in my basement. So if you're looking for reasonable prices on your home gym, make sure you check out Titan Fitness. They're an excellent option. And when you do, make sure you click on my referral link in the description. So there you have it. Not a strong movie, but you know, it's good. It was entertaining. I had a good time and so did Primo. But at least from my perspective, I think some of the best pieces of the movie were the end credits, which is not a good thing to say about a movie. But anyway, don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find me on Instagram under the name Edgar Otraves, or you can follow the show under the name The Flow Roll. And don't forget to follow my co-host, Cousin Primo, under the name The underscore Real underscore Cousin Primo. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, make sure you like, subscribe, comment, and share wherever you get your podcast at. Press all the buttons that make the podcast gods happy. Thank you so much for listening to Zergo Traves. We will catch you next time. 
behave yourselves. Laters. Laters.